Well, praise the Lord, brothers and sisters. Uh, this is me, inspired, talking to you once again regarding the gospel of Jesus Christ. Today's topic, the key. Let us pray. Dear Lord and Savior, we come to you today, Lord, asking you to bless us, open our hearts as we open your mind, open our minds to receive your word. Not my word, but what is written in your word. Help us, those that are listening, to be followers of your word. And hear, not only hearers, but doers of your word. At least we deceive our own self, as James tells us. Lord, we ask you to put your peace upon this whole world and send a healing touch to all those that are in need. In the precious name of Jesus Christ, I pray. And everybody said, amen. Amen. So we hope that you did bring your Bible as I often suggest that you do bring the word of God. Hallelujah. Amen. So let's go. We're going to talk about the key for a few minutes here. The key. Well, we know keys open doors and keys lock doors. Amen. So how many people know, how many of you out there know what the key is in the biblical salvation? Well, I'll tell you, there, there's several keys, and, and there's three keys, three keys to biblical salvation. Uh, three keys, there's, you can find more, I'm, I'm certain, but three basic keys that every believer should be aware of. Hallelujah. And, and the first one, uh, the three keys can be found in the book of Acts, of course, the book of Acts. Uh, where we see that the New Testament church was uh, first started and where water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ was introduced. Hallelujah. So let us go to the book of Acts and chapter uh, 2 and verse 38. And that message, sa message says this, uh, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. As we know that water baptism was preached and taught throughout the New Testament, and there are several scripture references that we can go to, but I'll mention them here, and when you have your own time and you want to do the additional studies, please, please feel free to do that. Hallelujah. So let's move on to the passages, the key passages that I told you that give us an example of water baptism. Now, Peter had the keys. Remember, Jesus gave Peter the keys. And with the keys, uh, he would be able to preach this message because he had a revelation on who Jesus was. Hallelujah. And we were told to go in Luke 24 and 49 they were told to experience the promise of the Father. And, and we, then again, we can read more about this in the book of Acts chapter 1 and 4, Acts chapter 2 and 33. The promise was the day of Pentecost, where those 120 people would be in the upper room praying, and the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God, would come upon each and every one of them, and they would speak in tongues. And then Peter would go on to preach, hallelujah. And someone would ask the question, 
what must we do to be saved? And then he would tell them to repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission, the forgiveness of your sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now, we've already talked about repentance before, but just to briefly mention repentance, you got to turn away from sin. You have to have, have to have an internal desire and burning internal desire, something within you that wants to change from your sinful lifestyle, whether you're living with your boyfriend, living with your girlfriend in sin. Hallelujah. And you know what I mean? Unmarried, but calling yourselves married, not willing to get married, but willing to continue to live in your sin and not even trying to get it right. Hallelujah. You got to make it up in your heart to repent of your sins, whatever they are. Hallelujah. Once you repent, you turn away. You stop doing those things. You make it right. Hallelujah. Then you get baptized in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. After you have your Bible study on, on the oneness of God and on the importance of baptism in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Because the Bible tells us in Acts 4 and 12, there's none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Remember, repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness, the remission of sins. And 4 and 12, none other name whereby we must be saved. So the name of Jesus Christ is paramount in your key to salvation. Hallelujah. It is utmost importance. So we have the three keys, repentance, hallelujah, baptism, hallelujah, and infilling or receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. Sometimes, and it's very rare that I've seen this happen, but God knows the heart. There's sometimes or a person would receive the gift of the Holy Ghost prior to being baptized. But remember, repentance is the first step. So perhaps somewhere along the line, the person had repented. Now let's talk about baptism a little ways here. Uh, baptism is important. There's no sprinkling of the water. You have to be submerged, completely submerged in the water. Hallelujah. And that's the scripture. There's no special schedule. What if you go out to meet? What if you go to church, you repent of your sins, and you have this revelation that God has given you and you want to be baptized. You want to be baptized right now. And the pastor says, well, or the leader of the church says, well, we got to schedule you in. So let's schedule this for two weeks from tomorrow. Hallelujah. Now, by scheduling it in, anything can happen between when you made up your mind and until the actual event. Hallelujah. What must you do to be saved? Repent and be baptized. So, and they go together, repent and be baptized. So that's an immediate situation. You repent, you get baptized, and God will fill you with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. We trust God for that. It may not happen right away, but you keep seeking, you keep praying, you keep your heart right, you keep your faith right, and God will fill you with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It's a promise. Hallelujah. And he doesn't go back on his promises. Now, if for some reason you don't receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost, then you have to search your heart. 
Were you sincere with your repentance? Were you sincere in your prayers and, and seeking after the Holy Ghost? What's going on inside your heart, inside your mind? Your adversary, the devil, is he playing a, a mind game on you, telling you that this is not real, that don't believe it, it had never happened to me? Is he casting doubt? Only you would know on the inside of your heart and your mind on what's going on and what could be the possible hindrance for you to stop you from receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost because God wants to give it to everybody. Hallelujah. He is not holding back the Holy Ghost. He wants everybody to be filled with the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. So some key salvation scriptures. We did talk about those three keys. Hallelujah. Repent, be baptized, and receiving the Holy Ghost. Three keys. But there are some other keys, additional keys. Hallelujah. Uh, I would say some keys to the master lock, if you would. Because all this goes together. There's not just one scripture to be saved or to support this, uh, this foundational doctrine that's necessity for your salvation. We can go where Jesus promises, Jesus' promise of the Holy Ghost, Acts chapter 1, uh, verse 4 through 8. And then there was the message at Pentecost, which we focused on a lot in Acts chapter 2 and verse 38. And Peter even referenced Isaiah's 28. Isaiah chapter 28. Peter referenced that in the book of Acts, chapter 3 and verse 19. There was a conversion of the Sumerians that took place. If you have any history or know anything about the Samaritans, that was a unique group of people. And uh, anyway, uh, God did heal them, hallelujah, early on in one of the Gospels. But they were a unique group of people. Uh, and you can read about the conversion of the Sumerians in the book of Acts, uh, chapter 8, 15 through 17. Now, I know I could I could read this and I could preach on each one of these for you, but it's essential that you read it for yourself. And believe me, I, I really believe this with all my heart, that if people was to read more get back to the fundamentals of reading, then our world would be in a much better place. Hallelujah. Because it's easy for somebody to just verbally tell you something and you just listen in. It's easy to click on whatever you click on and watch it. Hallelujah. And just listen and accept what they say. Uh, let's put it this way. Uh, my college teacher, professor, told me this way, always do the research. So that's why I'm giving you the reference books and chapter or chapters. And you can go in and you can do your own research. You can see it for yourself. You can believe it for yourself because it's the word of God. That's why I encourage you to bring your Bible when you come to intohisword.com. Stay.intohisword.com. When you come here, Hallelujah. Bring the word of God with you, your book, the Bible. Hallelujah. Uh, we have Acts chapter 19, or excuse me, Acts chapter 9, uh, verse 17 through 18. Then you can also see Acts 22, 
verses 16, we talk about the conversion of Paul, where he became Saul or Saul to Paul, I should say. There was a conversion process that took place there. Hallelujah. Essential, essential passages, essential uh, texts here, scriptures, I guess I should say. And then Acts chapter 8, verse 36 through 39, we've talked about the Ethiopian in previous messages where the Ethiopian had to, uh, he, he didn't understand the word of God. Hallelujah. The student of God, the messenger came alongside, expounded, taught him on the word of God, and he wanted to be baptized right away. Not after a week or two later, but right away. And they went down in the name of Jesus Christ into the water and he got baptized. Then we have Acts 10, 44 through 48. There's a conversion of Cornelius, the centurion, and his whole household converted. Hallelujah. Then we have Cornelius, a conversion, a report. Peter gave the report of Cornelius being converted. Hallelujah. To Acts chapter 11, verse 15 through 18. And there was a Philippian jailer. Can you imagine this? A jailer converted. Acts 16, verse 31 through 40. Then, of course, we have John the Baptist's disciples. A lot of you probably already heard about John the Baptist, how his message was only to preach a message of repentance. That's it. Not the infilling of the Holy Ghost, not a life of separation, but just repent. And that was a start, but that wasn't the completion. That was only one key to the door of heaven. But that wasn't the complete set of keys to open the pathway or the doors to heaven. Hallelujah. So here we have Acts chapter 19, verse 1 through 6, the conversion of John the Baptist's disciples. So my friends, listeners, brothers, sisters, and anyone in between, share this message with whomever you will. Because this is the word of God and it's quick and powerful. Now it's up to you to want to believe it or not. But I'm trusting that you'll believe the word of God and you'll take action if you haven't already on the word of God and change your life for the better. This is the word of God that must be followed. Uh, if you listen to the message before about the jury, you would be a witness to the things that you have read. And then you have to act on being a witness. What is the verdict? Do you or don't you? Ha <laughs> ha. All right. Well, God bless you. Have a great day. And remember, stay into his word.com or into his word.com. And by the way, if you're looking for some biblical reference material, be sure to click on the link in the description in the episode notes. Hallelujah. And we'll, We'll be grateful if you do that. Yes, we do get a little kickback from that, but it helps support our ministry and what we're doing here to help spread the gospel. So we're looking forward to you coming back and making your purchase immediately, taking act and taking action. God bless you. God be with you until we meet again.